Welcome to the ACC Panic Room alongside Lauren Brownlow, who is in New Orleans. I am Joe Ovias. The basketball earrings are back. That was an epic finish in the Superdome that, unfortunately for the Tar Heels, comes up just short. I feel like, I don't know how it played out there in the building, but on TV it felt like if there if there could be a bad break for UNC, it was going to happen at the worst possible time. The rolled ankles being the biggest ones. Yeah, although it was weird because in the first half it felt kind of the opposite. Like it felt like, you know, loose balls were going their way, everything mm-hmm. else. But it's just, you know, every time some Carolina had something go against them, they would figure out a way out of it. We've seen that right since Baylor game. I mean, plenty of games where anytime yeah. something started to mount up against Carolina, they figured out a way to get around it. And I think in this game, just one too many things like that, that's just how it felt here you know it was like okay now so-and-so has three fouls now so-and-so has four fouls okay yep. now he's slipping now he's hurt now he's puking like just so many things going wrong and they you know they kept having an answer somehow i thought kansas was about to blow them out repeatedly in the second half it never happened because they kept rallying but they just didn't have enough and then right down to the last play where the the drawn up play was to get the ball to manic but then yeah. manic slips or plants awkwardly i mean there's some question as to what was going on with the floor there's a replay floating around on 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 twitter right now from armando baycott's late rolled ankle where the look basketball carts are supposed to be springy because it's a basketball court but that one looked like it flexed a little too much uh but again i'm no expert on that i'm just simply pointing out that there were uncharacteristically high numbers of ankles uh being a problem because caleb love had an ankle issue. And then again, Manic slips, plants awkwardly, whatever it is, and he stumbles to get back up, which alters the final shot, which ends up coming up short, and that's your ball game. Kansas wins. Yeah, I mean, it was... I didn't notice until after the game either that it was happening. I mean, that it was because of a floor issue, potentially. I didn't notice that. Who knows? I'm not an expert in that stuff. I don't know. Same boat. Yeah, Same boat. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what was going on there. I just know they kept slipping and they kept getting hurt, and it just... Yeah, it was just one too many things going wrong, I think, at the at the end of that game, really. So I um I didn't catch it. Did they um was there like an IARP ruling that came out with the NCAA title for Kansas? They're not gonna get this okay. I I I, I know we all like our jokes, okay? I get it. I, I like love my jokes. jokes. I like my jokes. jokes they were never gonna get this one taken anyway, y'all. So like No, I know. I know, I know. It's just the it's just the irony of what's going on with Kansas and the whole process, and here they are winning the whole thing. But then again, they wouldn't be the first team with some questionable yeah. actions winning a national title. So that's neither here nor there. It's just more along the, the contentious nature of the way Kansas has gone about it and the NCAA's current state of things. I thought I just thought that was a little too delicious. So oh, the Kansas fans had something to say to Emmer too. Oh, their- I bet. Oh, I bet they did. I bet they did. So let's um. You know, the the first half, <clears throat> I I understood the lament that came from some Carolina fans on social media. Like shout out to Al, um, where you know you saw it, you saw what Kansas did to Miami earlier in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, uh, where I think Miami was up like fifteen or seventeen points. It was double digit lead at halftime. And then Kansas came out and did exactly what you saw against North Carolina. Just put Absolutely. the hammer down, played great defense, 
it was a wrap. You saw that against Carolina today where they pressed. I know that's something that Joe Giulio uh, wanted Duke to do to Carolina on Saturday. So it, was well, it wears you down. It, wears it does you wear you down. It speeds it you, you up. Yeah, they have six guys that they play. Yep. Like, that's the thing. They essentially played six people. So the press, the press worked for Kansas in the second half. Uh, but in the first half... It, it, it was impressive in how they got out to that lead, despite the fact that Caleb Love, who we know is integral to how they even got here, stayed quiet the entire night. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't. I mean he wasn't playing badly necessarily, other than missing shots. He just wasn't playing well. Mm-hmm. You know he wasn't hitting the kinds of shots we've seen him hit. I think the ankle thing, as it turns out, that happened a little earlier, so it maybe has an impact on him there, but. Um, you know, and then I think R.J. Davis carried them so far in the first half and parts of the second that he just couldn't do it all by himself at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. and Manic with- defensively, yep. Manic defensively continued to be impressive. They got the minutes they needed out of Puff Johnson until yeah. I guess he got hit in the abdomen and then he started puking and that that ended that run. Well, as he put it in post game, I got hit in the stomach and it didn't go well. Yeah, so, clearly. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah. But like the thing is, and it leads to the obvious cliche of like they left it all on the court right yes well their guts out they they kind of did and and that's why that's 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 why i tweeted what i tweeted tonight um and again all these things are subjective it was simply a question in that this north carolina squad given what they did where they were post pit loss and everybody hand-wringing and angsty over what had happened earlier in the year and getting blown out looking like a team that was at best one of the last four teams in the ncaa tournament at worst, not in it, to be able to bounce back from that pit loss and go on this run while beating Duke twice with the context of Mike Krzyzewski and everything else, that this group might be one of the more legendary Tar Heel teams to not have a banner associated with them. What do you mean not have a banner? You don't think they're putting up the beat Duke twice banner or whatever they're going to call it? (laughs) The the Coach K farewell tour banner? I don't know what they're called. They're called something. Are you you're gonna tell me they don't have they'll they'll put something up for them? You think you think it'll be in the shape of a golf cart? You know, just that 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 trucked Coach K out of the Superdome. I mean, I don't know. But uh, yeah, like I don't think I've ever covered. I know I have. I've never covered a team like this for sure. Yeah. I have definitely never covered a team that kind of transitioned the way it did from a team that was mentally not very strong and could get pushed around and mm-hmm. would fold easily and abruptly kind of not maybe not super abruptly there were some games in there i think in the middle where they got some ugly wins here and there over some not great teams but that helped them grow whatever but it was pretty abrupt i, w- like, I would agree with you it's, it was abrupt it, it, and it was complete the shift was complete they were always a talented team right but we they these last few weeks Everything they have in them, they have given. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever I have ever seen a team that I cover do that. And that's not an insult to the other teams. It's just like I've been in awe because everything they have, whether it's the coaches, the players, whatever, no matter what bad thing happens to them, they have just gotten off the mat and responded. Like it's mm-hmm. – I don't recall ever – because human nature is what it is. Like we all want to – if, if things keep not going our way, we all kind of want to give up and just be like, screw it. But they never did that. And it's yeah, it's really impressive, honestly. And I've never – I honestly have never seen anything like it. Well, again, the, and, and there's two – there's a distinction here. You know, Hubert Davis obviously yeah. wants to win. Those players wanted to win. I mean, you were in the post Oh, they were devastated. Conference. 
You yeah. saw how devastated they were. They had a chance. They put themselves in the championship game. And, you know, and to answer the emotional question, this team has been putting all this to the side. I mean, it was consistent what we've, what we've seen out of this Tar Heel squad. Yeah. Hubert Davis has been able to get this team to be business, all business, just go play some basketball. So to see them in the first half play the way that they did, to absorb what Kansas had given them with that early, what, 7-0 run or whatever it was, and everybody was crafting their Billy Packer jokes again, that I, I'm not surprised that they were able to settle down the way they did. I was surprised by the lead they were able That's the, to That amass. was my thing, too, yeah. I'm but like, I, I was not, this would be a back-and-forth game. Like, when they started, I was yeah. like, yep. what's happening right but I was not surprised that they were able to bounce back from that not-so-great start. And the reason why is that it's been consistent with Hubert Davis has been able to get out of this squad. And, again, that's why this group is going to be viewed a little bit differently. And it's I'm not – I want to go back to something I said earlier. I'm not trying to make excuses for North Carolina. Just in the context of the game, it was interesting to see that if there was going to be a bad break – it was going to catch up. It caught up to this team right. where maybe they didn't necessarily have bad breaks before. Like even right. in the Baylor game, they had the bad break of Brady Mannix. Yes. What I thought ridiculous ejection. But after they had a chance to settle down, they couldn't handle the press. But where'd the break come through? In overtime where guys who you had not really seen play like Dontrez Styles, step up. In a way, I thought that was going to be the case with Puff Johnson, who was playing the game of his life there uh, and giving him needed quality minutes while there was foul trouble in Armando Baycott's ankle. And then that's the other thing too. You talk about if something good could go for Carolina, it was going to happen. There was a lot of, there was a lot of concern about Armando Baycott. They were obsessively covering his warmups. I don't know if you were able to see that while you were in the press room, but on TV, they were obsessively covering his warmups to see what it might've meant. Well, he didn't do the normal warmups. Well, now he's skipping. What does it mean? I mean, I always got the impression that Baycott was going to play. That's what it's well, about. I mean, and adrenaline alone is going to get you. Yeah, he said if my unless my leg was cut off. And then right. it's really striking to watch him, you know, but then dr- almost you, literally drag his leg back down the court to try to get back in the game and try to yep. – I mean, and, and I think that just symbolizes this this team, honestly, really. Like, just the fact that he was trying to drag his ineffective leg back down the court to, I don't know what, put a hand up, get in someone's way. I don't know what yeah, he was going to do, but he even know. said that. He's like, I don't know what I would have done. I just wanted to get back and try to do something. And I mean, I just think like, it's remarkable that that's how this team ended up after where they were a little over a month ago. It really is. All right. So now what? Now, now we, now we entered into a truly new era of ACC hoops, right? You know, Hubert Davis comes out of the gate with an incredible first year getting to a final would have been even more ridiculous if they had actually pulled it off against Kansas. Now comes the question of what this team is going to look like next year. Cause that's the one thing I think Carolina fans are going to have to get used to Duke yeah, fans are already to Duke fans are already used to this. Yeah. A good chunk of ACC squads are used to this. North Carolina's not it's always been a credit to Roy Williams during his time there. And he never really had to deal with transfers um, unless you were from California. How many do? So I'll be, yeah, I'll be curious to see how many decide to go pro. I'll be curious to see how many decide yeah. to transfer. And of course, they... I can think of one that seems obvious in the transfer part. And that would be it's Kerwin Wall. Yes. Yeah. But that's about it. And yeah, then I can I... think of off the top of my head. Yeah. That's about it. But then again, you know, the one you thing that he, what Hubert Davis had shown you is what's capable of in the transfer portal, like a like a Brady oh, yeah. Manic whose development has been great. Or what well, we saw at Wake Forest with Alondis Williams, yeah. right? Another Oklahoma kid who uh, ended up panning out for Steve Forbes. But it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, That's well, the thing. But, so, 
So I think that's going to be an interesting transitionary point for Carolina fans going forward. Well, Bill Self talked about it yesterday, actually. He was talking about the fact that if you're a blue blood, you know, you can afford to be a little more selective when it comes to those guys. You know, you can go to the transfer portal to help hold you over, essentially tide you over if you're, you know, have a recruiting gap or whatever it is, or if you have an unexpected departure, oops, let's pop in the transfer portal and pick yeah. up an extra forward or whatever. <laughs> like that's that's kind of how he thinks that the Blue Bloods will use it. And it's definitely how Carolina has. It's how Kansas did too. I mean, Remy Martin was a big reason that Kansas, you know, cut the nets down. So Yep. Yep. All right. So uh final thought final thoughts from New Orleans. Um well, I am in love with this city, and I can't move here because I have a family. But, you know, yeah, true. in my alternate life where it's I went tough. to college here like I wanted to, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, it's, I, I really like the city a lot. It's awesome. I loved, you know, this, this Final Four was really entertaining and fun, mm-hmm. and it was really cool to watch Duke and Carolina both just progress as much as they did. And it was – Honestly, I don't know that I'll forget this season for a while because it was pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> Matt, yeah, I was going to say, the, the I, I would simply point out March, uh, not to go full John Rothstein, but I did finally feel like just turning myself into an automated bot that just yelled, this is March. 